Part three of Eros and Psyche by Robert Bridges. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. Eros and Psyche by Robert Bridges. Part three. May. After long sleep, when Psyche first awoke among the grasses neath the open skies, and heard the mounting larks, whose carol spoke, delighted invitation to arise, she lay as one who after many a league hath slept off memory with his long fatigue, and waking knows not in what place he lies. Anon her quickening thought took up its task, and all came back as it had happed overnight, the sad procession of the wedding mask, the melancholy toiling up the height the solitary rock where she was left and thence in dark and airy waftage reft how on the flowers she had been disburdened light thereafter she would rise and see what place that voyage had its haven in and found she stood upon a little hill whose base shelved off into the valley all around and all round that the steep cliffs rose away save on one side where to the break of day the widening dale withdrew in falling ground there out from over sea and scarce so high as she the sun above his watery blaze upbroke the grey dome of the morning sky and struck the island with his level rays sifting his gold through lazy mists that still climbed on the shadowy roots of every hill and in the tree-tops breathed their silvery haze at hand on either side there was a wood and on the upward lawn that sloped between not many paces back a temple stood by even steps ascending from the green with shaft and pediment of marble made it filled the passage of the rising glade and therewith stayed the sun in dazzling sheen too fair for human art so psyche thought it might the fancy of some god rejoice like to those halls which lame hephaestus wrought original for each god to his choice in high olympus where his matchless lyre apollo wakes and the responsive choir of muses sing alternate with sweet voice wondering she drew an eye and in a while went up the steps as she would entrance win and faced her shadow neath the peristyle on the golden gate whose flanges twin as there she stood irresolute at heart to try swung to her of themselves apart whereat she passed between and stood within a foursquare court it was with marble floored embayed about with pillared porticoes that echoed in a somnolent accord the music of a fountain which arose sparkling in air and splashing in its tank whose wanton babble as it swelled or sank gave idle voice to silence and repose through doors beneath the further colonnade like our deep cups reflected glooms of gold the inner rooms glowed with inviting shade and standing in the court she might behold cedar and silk and silver and that all the pargeting of ceiling and of wall was frescoed over with figures manifold then making bold to go within she heard murmur of gentle welcome in her ear and seeing none that could have spoken word she waited when again lady draw near enter was cried and now more voices came from all the air around calling her name and bidding her rejoice and have no fear 
and one if she would rest would show her bed pillowed for sleep with fragrant linen fine one were she hungry had a table spread like as the high gods have it when they dine or would she bathe where those would heat the bath the joyous cries contending in her path psyche they said what wilt thou all is thine and psyche would have thanked their service true but that she feared her echoing words might scare those sightless tongues and well by dream she knew the voices of the messengers of prayer which fly upon the gods commandment when they answer the supreme desires of men or for a while in pity hush their care twas fancy's consummation and because she would do joy no curious despite she made no wonder how the wonder was only concerned to take her full delight so to the bath what luxury could be better enhanced by eyeless ministry she follows with the voices that invite there being deliciously refreshed from soil of earth made pure by water fire and air they clad her in soft robes of asian toil scented that in her queenly wardrobe were and led her forth to dine and all around sang as they served the while a choral sound of strings unseen and reeds the burden bare pathetic strains and passionate they wove urgent in ecstasies of heavenly sense responsive rivalries that while they strove combined in full harmonious suspense entrancing wild desire then fell at last lulled in soft closes and with gay contrast launched forth their fresh unwearied excellence now psyche when her twofold feast was over would feed her eye and choosing for her guide a low-voiced singer bade her come explore the wondrous house until on every side as surfeited with beauty and seeing nought but what was rich and fair beyond her thought and all her own thus to the voice she cried am i indeed a goddess or is this but to be dead and through the gates of death passing unwittingly doth man not miss body nor memory nor living breath nor by demerits of his deeds is cast but paid with the desire he holdeth fast is hope with all his heart imagineth but her for all reply the wandering tongue called to the chamber where her bed was laid with flowered broideries of linen hung and round the walls in painting were portrayed love's victories over the gods renowned ares and aphrodite here lay bound in the fine net that dark hephaestus made here zeus in likeness of a tawny bull stooped on the cretan shore his mighty knee while off his back europa beautiful stepped pale against the blue carpathian sea and here apollo as he caught amazed at daphne for lo her hands shot forth upraised in leaves her feet were rooted like a tree here dionysus springing from his car at sight of ariadne here unlept adonis to the chase breaking the bar of aphrodite's arm for love who wept he spear in hand with leashed dogs at strain a marvellous work but psyche soon grown fain of rest betook her to her bed and slept nor long had slept when at a sudden stir she woke and one that through the dark made way drew near and stood beside and over her the curtain rustled trembling now she lay fainting with terror till upon her face a kiss and with two gentle arms embrace a voice that called her name in loving play though for the darkness she could nothing see she wished not then for what the night denied this was the lover she had lacked and she loving his loving was his willing bride overjoyed she slept again overjoyed awoke at break of morn upon her love to look when lo his empty place lay by her side 
so all that day she spent in company of these soft voices and of right they said art thou our lady now be happily thy bridal morrow by thy servants sped but she but longed for night if that might bring her lover back and he on secret wing came with the dark and in the darkness fled and this was all her life for every night he came and though his name she never learned nor was his image yielded to her sight at morn or eve she neither looked nor yearned beyond her happiness and custom brought an ease to pleasure nor would psyche's thought have ever to her earthly home returned but that one night he said psyche my soul sad danger threatens us thy sisters twain come to the mountain top whence i thee stole and thou wilt hear their voices thence complain answer them not for it must end our love if they should hear or spy thee from above and psyche said their cry shall be in vain but being again alone she thought twas hard on her own blood and blamed her joy as thief of theirs her comfort which their comfort barred when she their care might be their care's relief all day she brooded on her father's woe and when at night her lover kissed her lo her tender face was wet with tears of grief then questioned why she wept she all confessed and begged of him she might but once go nigh to set her sires and sisters fears at rest till he for pity could not but comply only if they should ask thee of thy love discover nothing to their ears above and psyche said in vain shall be their cry and yet with day no sooner was alone than she for loneliness her promise rued that having so much pleasure for her own twas all unshared and spent in solitude and when at night her love flew to his place more than afore she shamed his fond embrace and piteously with tears her plaint renewed the more he now denied the more she wept nor would in any wise be comforted unless her sisters on the zephyr swept should in those halls be one day bathed and fed and see themselves the palace where she reigned and he by force of tears at last constrained granted her wish unwillingly and said much to our peril hast thou won thy will thy sister's love seeing thee honoured so will sour to envy and with jealous skill will pry to learn the thing that none may know answer not nor inquire for know that i the day thou seest my face far hence shall fly and thou anew to bitterest fate must go but psyche said thy love is more than life to have thee leaveth nothing to be won for should the noonday prove me to be wife even of the beauteous eros who is son of cyprus i could never love thee more whereat he fondly kissed her over and over and peace was twixt them till the night was done end of part three recorded by nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com